0: Hey y'all, Sunruns and Hem is back, we're brought to you by Sports Drink. It's officially NFL Draft Week. It's I, Rob Paul, aka the punting pundit of the show, and with me, as always, is AJ. It's all about the stroke with kickers, Marquesi. I'm always looking at that plant foot. Today, we're finishing our 2021 NFL Draft Position Rankings with our favorite, The specialists, And... Ending our divisional draft previews with the AFC and NFC West. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 seven one, two, eight,
1: eight, one, two, three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. baby. Driving on to Cleveland, maybe. Baby. Looking for Lawrence oh, or Suelle. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the sixth. We'll see. Let's go seven
0: rounds.
1: Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever.
0: That's a song. It's that time of the year again. And all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. And th- the next best way to bring home the game is by getting the Locker Room app. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform, free to download download and to use. Talk to all your favorite podcast hosts, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do to download the Locker Room app is to head to the iOS app store and click download. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all your favorite people associated with sports, uh, and you can check in on AJ's locker room Toronto sports show. AJ, how's how's the show?
1: Oh, we're absolutely ripping the Blue Jays right now. Uh, Hanjin Ryu went down, uh, left the game with an injury today. We, we could have told you that was coming. Oh, that's it's been honest. like one of the most consistent
0: pitchers. I, think? I don't know anything about sports. That's why you're gonna listen. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you want hot takes, you go back to the last week's locker room show when when AJ was not happy about Justin Watson being at the Raptors game. <laughs> yeah, still, still very angry about that. Yeah, yeah, we know. Okay, twenty twenty one NFL Draft specialist, the uh, most anticipated show of the season. Uh, we're, we're finally here, AJ. The as we record on Sunday night, the NFL Draft is. Just a few days away. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm
1: extremely excited. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> I was gonna say fucking excited, and then I didn't. I'm extremely fucking excited. Um, this feels Is it
0: because the, Seahaw- the seahawks don't have a first round pick. Yes, yeah, one's gonna be good.
1: Definitely helps. Definitely helps. Um, I I don't have to worry. I can just sit back and enjoy it. Um, just like. It, this year feels like such a mystery because of all, you know, the COVID circumstances. Uh, but also, like, just, you know, having all these quarterbacks at the top. And we don't know where nope. where those Niners are going still at three. Like, it's it's just so much I- intrigue. I don't feel good about a lot of picks, which maybe is not good for our, our content. But it's good for me as a viewer.
0: Um. Also, all the rumors about how no defensive players are going to get drafted.
1: Yep, it's, it's going to be the first draft with no defensive players. Um. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think we're going to see one in the top ten, but, like, there's a good chance we don't.
0: Yeah, no, for for real. I mean, it's going to be fun. should be a uh, loaded top ten in terms of pass catchers, linemen, and quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm excited. There's still some, like you said, there's still mystery around that third pick, which really sets the table for... How the next couple picks will play out mystery with the Falcons two at four and uh, can't wait can't wait but first we gotta talk specialists
1: let's do it wait quickly do you think we're going to actually get the real answer about the Niners pick before they're on the clock Thursday night no I don't either I don't either at least I hope not I hope not
0: I I like not really having an idea
1: it's it makes it way less fun like it's you know what's more fun seeing a rap tweet like oh all signs point to mac jones now for sure or actually you know seeing trey lance come across the one when when goodell comes across the stage and says it so yeah i hope not and i I don't i don't expect to either
0: Uh, i mean all i'm home for is kyle trask gets into the first round for you
1: (laughs) thanks man uh honestly even like where like the next tier quarterbacks go it sounds like a lot of them are going to go on the second round
0: mills and yeah actually but just just before we dive into this um assuming the top five quarterbacks all go in the first round over under uh two and a half on day two
1: i mean to me it's it's an under um but to me it's it's a zero personally but um that I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under and I say two go I'm gonna say uh, Mills and, and
0: Mond end up going, uh, which would be the right two. But it sounds more and more like Kyle Trask's gonna sneak his way in. See, so, like I, I, I think like not necessarily where
1: I have them exactly, but like if if like Trask, uh, Mond and Mills like went in the first, it, it, like in the all in the fourth round. I feel like that's a comfortable that's, place. Yeah. yeah, but yeah,
0: that, 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 yeah for sure. It, do you think any of them go in the second round? Uh, no, it's hard. It's hard to imagine. I mean, like last year, was it just Jalen Hurts who went in the second round? And to me, Jalen Hurts, Hurts was a significantly better prospect than mm-hmm. all three of those guys. Yeah, no, I so agreed. I, I would, I would bet more likely back half of the third rounds when we see. uh
1: maybe maybe one or two of them go. One more thing. Um, we'll be doing the Niners, or I got the Niners mock later. But if the pick isn't Mac at three.
0: Uh, where and how far do you see Mac, Mac Jones g- falling? Well, I mean that's the probably the most interesting thing about this is um, all this Mac Jones th- third overall talk, and it's like, yeah, if they don't take him, he might. Like I don't think Denver's taking him at nine. I don't think so either. Spoiler alert! Like I don't. Th- I don't think Philly's taking him at twelve. I are the Pats. I have a hard time. I was about to say I have a hard time seeing them pulling the trigger. Um, but in, in maybe Washington at 19, which also feels like a mistake, Chicago at twenties, where I think it actually becomes a a, a real conversation.
1: Yeah, I, like, I, I think I agree with you. Like, the Pats, I would say, is the first one, but uh, odds are I don't think he's going there. I don't see Washington taking him. The Bears, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, they're stupid. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Like, the combination of need and Who's running the show there? Like that seems the most like, likely. Trying to buy themselves some more time too, if they if they bring in Mac Jones, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, N- Nagy and Pace probably get a,
1: another year. What,
0: another two two years? Even yeah, if they draft Mac Jones, unless they really Especially if they don't if they if they don't play him year one.
1: I was gonna say that if they if they really frame him um, as you know, okay, we're drafting this guy because he's gonna come in and win the job week one and make us a better football team this year. They frame it like that, then, then they can kind of be uh, out out the door at the end of the year. But yeah, no, it's 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 really exciting, man. They, all, the quarterbacks make it so much fun.
0: Like okay, let's say he doesn't go to the Bears. Yeah. N- then you're looking at New Orleans at twenty eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's just say he doesn't go in the first round. Where do you see him in the second round? Even going? Like, I I think. Hmm. The forty ers at forty three and they, they traded up for Kyle Pitts.
1: <laughs> exactly. They played the long the long con here. That's like I don't even know. Imagine the Giants double down with Jones and, and Mac.
0: The Joneses? The Joneses. That'd be kinda cool. Uh Detroit, I yeah, guess. So maybe? cool. Yeah, Detroit Detroit is who I was thinking.
1: Um yeah. If Carolina doesn't get a quarterback, maybe, but I don't, I don't know. Like
0: they got Sam Darnold.
1: Yeah, I, I know, but like you can still see it, see them Wait, taking back at thirty nine. Sorry, no, no, no. I heard Sam Darnold's a better prospect right now than Trey Lance. Okay, no, that is true. I totally, I totally agree with that. <laughs> um, it's also still so much fun how um, how different people view these quarterbacks. Like, there's still so much like a range of opinions, and I guess that always is the way with quarterbacks. But outside of Lawrence, it doesn't feel like there's much consensus on the on one through or two through five, which is, isn't surprising. And we, we felt that way when we did our, our quarterback show a month and a half ago. But
0: still, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking to... I wonder if Washington at 82 is a spot that one of modern Mills would end up uh, going.
1: I, I think that's definitely on the table. Um, and, and,
0: and right after them, Chicago at 83 if they don't...
1: Yeah, like I don't... Mack. I think Mills doesn't
0: get out of... I, I have a hard time seeing both of them being there in the fourth round yeah i don't think yeah yeah i, I agree i agree with you
1: one of them maybe but really i don't, I don't see mills getting out of the top 100 at this well, point you know
0: you know what would be interesting is uh 109 houston yeah like that they've got to, uh, i mean at this point with um the deshaun watson situation they've got to be like obviously they, they signed herod taylor but like Calamon's there at 109. I, I think you're banging the table for him. Yeah, maybe, don't, def- that uh, feels
1: like a very, very possible landing spot for Calamon. I, I totally agree with you. And, and I
0: th- I think that'd be a good one for him too.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's a win-win for, for everyone involved. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: definitely, definitely. And it's, okay, AJ, stop stop overshadowing our kicker and punter. So- sorry, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, okay, just for context, um, over the last five drafts, there's only one time was there uh no selections of punters 2017 there was no punters uh in the last five drafts only once was there less than two kickers taken 2016 there's just one interesting um 2018 have four punters two kickers uh, last year there's three kickers two punters so realistically on average there should be four combined kickers and punters taken do you see? Do you see that? I this year I see. Um, yeah, I see. I see that. I see. Okay, you like. You, I I see. Uh, to me, there's only one kicker and punter. I think I would consider, but I, again, I don't believe in drafting them for the most part. But there's only one kicker and one punter who I uh, I could see getting selected. Or I I would select at least. I
1: think I think two kick. Yeah, no, no. I'm not saying what I have them. I, although I, I like the punter group, but like uh, I'm not draft. <laughs> like my highest grade at punter is the late six round grade. So I got I got there's a no
0: there's yeah there's no Michael Dixon Mitch Wischnowski types in this class.
1: No, there's no one I'm taking before pick two hundred like, or, or around there. Um, even at kicker, like I'm I'm I like Borregales. I, I don't know. I've kind of I've kind of soured on the whole idea of drafting kickers.
0: Yeah, I mean it doesn't seem the 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 hit miss. Rate is I mean half the time a kicker gets selected and then they end up getting cut and then they find success somewhere else. Yeah, board. yeah, right. I, like it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. You're uh, drafting a punter is a a lot more consistent. It seems. Yeah,
1: I definitely agree. Like I got I got three draftable punter grades. I only have one draftable kicker grade. I got a borderline on Evan McPherson. Spoilers. Who cares? Um, but I think
0: he's going to get drafted. I do. I I kind of yeah. I mean. Shocker, hit me with your top three kickers on go, and then we can talk with them a little bit. Okay, okay. Uh, number one for me, three,
1: three to one or one. Let's just do one to three. We'll change it up this year. I got Borregales number one. Uh, like, yeah, that's,
0: I mean, that's correct.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, but I'm not like I'm not pounding the. I'm picking in the fifth. I'm not pounding the table for him. I like Borregales. No. Um, take him in the sixth. I got no problem. I I have a seventh on him. Um, but I need he's he's he's, yeah. he's he's kicker one to me. Um, yeah. two for me is Evan McPherson from Florida. Um, yeah. I have a borderline draftable. Again, I think he's going to go in the first. Up uh, in the first. I think. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> hot takes already. I think he's going to get drafted, uh, but I, I don't know. Like, if you want to get into it a little bit, I think he's going to be a like he's got a shot to be a really solid kicker in the NFL. But like, that's, why why draft him? That's
0: my that's my whole yeah, thing. That's. I'm with you on that. Um, uh, who's your third?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shake things up. No more draftable grades, but I. Alex Kessman from Pitt intrigues me. I
0: I think he's okay. He he's not in my top three, but he's got the ceiling because of that leg power. Yeah, and like
1: that that ball comes out on a nice trajectory, and yeah, he's got he's got the big leg against BC at that fifty eight yarder to go to overtime. Overtime, and then he did miss the chip shot to lose. But that
0: <laughs> he's yeah, I mean. Okay, my my for, for uh context, I've got Borealis one, uh, McPherson two, and I got Riley Patterson three. He's but four for me. I'm I'm with you in in terms of Borealis is the only draftable. McPherson's probably going to get drafted. Yep. And I I think he's doesn't have like a huge ceiling, but he's a safe bed at kicker. I agree. Uh and then, then it gets a lot more wonky in terms of with um well, with your man over here, Kessman, big leg, but like you said, he'll like he he is shaky with accuracy, mm-hmm. but his ceiling is so much higher than, like I think he's got a higher ceiling than a than a guy like McPherson, who I don't think has the biggest leg, but he's more of a Mister Consistent. I agree. And then you get, you you, you jumped to Riley Patterson, and Patterson had a great twenty nineteen. He kind of lost it a bit last year. Yeah. Um. His, his accuracy, it, it it just I didn't think he had much of a like he didn't have a consistent um. Uh, like mechanics stroke and yeah yeah the mechanics are like kind of all over the place and i thought you saw that reflected and like sometimes he'd look great like uh, uh the next great memphis kicker obviously it's, it's <laughs> yeah. kicker you and then the the next kick it'd be like is like is this guy even a starting college kicker he was all over the place
1: yeah d- definitely and just to put those into context because Patterson is interesting uh he hit 92 percent of his field goals in 2019 and then that dropped to 68% in 2020, about the same amount of attempts, too. So it's not like it's weird sample size or anything. But, yeah, like, you see the leg strength, uh, a career-long of 56. But, like like you said, the mechanics are funky. Sometimes it looks like he's kicking a wiffle ball. Like, there's some absolutely brutal <laughs> shanks. And, like, maybe the wind is killing him. It's just what happened in 2020. And, I mean, lots of people had bad ears in every facet of life. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's just, it just felt like a lot of things broke down. And even from kick to kick, sometimes, like, that plant leg looked like it was, like, turned so oddly. It's just... It, I don't know. So, I, I I think Patterson, realistically... I think he's got a better shot of getting drafted than Kessman. Again, I would, wouldn't draft yeah. either of them. Um, and Patterson might have a better chance of working out. But Kessman's
0: upside uh, is kind of what, what gets me. Uh, I, I also kind of like Hunter Duplessis from UTSA. Uh, <laughs> partially because I got the Randy Bullock comp on him because he's short and stocky. Um, but he... he he, I thought his mechanics were really yeah, he's clean. Weird, uh, oh, I thought they were weird. I thought he had weird mechanics, but he's really accurate.
1: Sorry, sorry. I um, mean, he's he's consistent. Like he just not a big leg or anything, just kind of consistent
0: no. guy. Yeah, no, no, yeah. The... Like he'll be in a camp, I would think. Uh, but yeah, Borgalis is the 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 best bet. He's I I I think the most consistent with uh, his accuracy. He's the most poised. I kind of felt. He's got um, an he energy to big him. Big kicks. Too. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think he's got the biggest leg in the world, and that kind of caps the ceiling. But uh, again, it's everything else with him where he looks like a starting NFL kicker, and uh, there's not a lot of safe bets in the kicking world. He mm-hmm. feels like one of them. Uh, kickoff duties too. He had a nice surprise onside
1: kick that worked this year. Um, yeah, like I think his leg, his leg is strong. It's just not like special strong. But like in the NFL, I don't think you're gonna have any concerns. Uh, do you
0: have a uh, Do you have comps on your kickers? No, I didn't. I I, I I did. You want to hear them? I would love to hear them. Yeah. Ellis, uh thicker Will Lutz, <laughs> okay. e- e- Evan McPherson, Michael Badgley, okay, and then Riley Patterson, Zane Gonzalez.
1: Okay, those are pretty good comps. Those are pretty good.
0: thank, thank you.
1: Um, no, I, I like that. Yeah, just quickly last last on McPherson, like, I I think he's got a good chance to to stick around for for a while. He feels like a good consistent guy. Mechanics are consistent. Just Florida
0: c- cooks out kickers too? So
1: yeah, no, I know they both of the guys coming out of the state. We've seen Florida State produce a bunch. It's the state of Florida and Memphis that so they're just turning out kickers. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know why why draft him when you can get him in the camp or whatever um no love for the ohio state kicker rob your 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 point blake uh Habil. yeah uh
0: no sorry he's a big boy though
1: yeah six four two thirty three i think he gets into camp but i
0: I don't see him sticking around no i'm with you uh okay one do you want to move over to the punters now yeah Did you want to do another 20 on the kickers? (laughs) no no let's do punters more interesting group um Well, I mean, anytime you've got a 6-foot, 255-pound punter, yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Also, the the punters are always a little more fun, I think, in general.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Okay, Uh, number one for me, uh, close, but I gave it to Max Duffy from UK. Uh, Okay, I'm low on him. Okay, all right. Number two for me, uh, again, uh, similar similar outlook, uh, but I I gave the edge to Duffy. Uh, His fellow countryman, James Smith from Cincinnati, who is also a big boy. Um, I got him three. Three for me is Presley Harvin, Georgia Tech, who you already mentioned. And uh, and I, I got draftable grades in all three of them.
0: Okay. Uh, I have zero draftable grades. The only draftable <laughs> kicker punter grade I have was Borgalis. Um But my number one is Presley Harvin, who uh, I give the Tress way comp to. Uh, he's tough because there's not a lot of punters built like that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, awesome. It's the best. <laughs> I, I, I think I put Drew Chrisman number two. Christmas, my four uh, from Ohio, Ohio State uh, with the Pat O'Donnell comp. And then three, I got I got James Smith of Cincinnati uh, with a Riley Dixon comp. And then I got Max Duffy, four, uh, with a Ty long comp. My worry with Duffy is it's a lot of rollout punts with him. Yeah. Um, which you obviously with, you mentioned the Australian, the Aussie rules background. Uh, James Smith you see it a little bit with, too, but more with Duffy. My, my issue was like, it, like, that's not going to, like, you, you don't really get to see him punt normal. I saw, I saw a decent amount. But he's he, I, he's I, got a big, big leg, but mechanically, I, that worried me because it, it was, especially against Mississippi State, like, every single punt was a wild rollout punt and he shanked a couple of them. And it's just, I, you, I don't know. I I get the upside again with the big leg, and you you see the same thing with James Smith uh, in terms of big leg. Both yeah. Aussies always have the big leg.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me let me let me get on the table for Max stuff here. He's gonna be 28 as a rookie. Maturity. No, I'm just kidding.
0: But he's an older guy. And, and, and for the re- for the record, you I'm assuming if you were a GM, you're not gonna draft him. If I was a GM, would I draft him? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> but, but, I mean, exactly. So no, no, no. I'm just I'm putting context to. Like you, uh, you having like he's a twenty-eight year old Aussie rules punter. Hold on, I just, okay. I, I don't think there's like I don't I don't I just don't think there's a, a guy worth drafting in this group. Fair enough.
1: Okay, hold on. So he definitely will need to speed up his operations. He he's kind of slow, especially like I, I really try to fo- fo- focus on his like just kicking from the pocket, and you know, I think you see the flashes with it, and like it's gonna be a transition, but I, I think he can do it, and uh, you see some really nice directional ability with him. Um, he's got some like trickiness to his directional ability. Like sometimes it's just selling going one way and it's coming the other. I appreciate that. So I think he's got some tricks in the bag. Um, but like, yeah, mechanics can kind of be inconsistent. Um, just speeding up his operations are going to be huge for him. Um, but I, I, like, I like all the tools. And like you said, the leg is, is plenty big there. Um, and I, I you see some flashes of him kind of just sitting it inside the 10. So I, I, think all the tools there, he's, he's, he's my punter one. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think like James Smith, he kicked well, like 40% of his kicks as a as rugby guy. So, not as much, definitely. But, but similar, similar kind of thing. But James Smith's also a fucking 6'5, 231. Yeah, he's massive.
0: Um, and with a lefty. Chris Mann, Yeah. Oh, so, but too bad Belichick's already got one. He's an idiot. Uh, with, with Chris Mann, another big guy, lots of big punters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't – like, he does not have the same leg as Duffy, Smith, or Harvin. No. Uh, I think he's uh, – of those four, he's clearly got the weakest leg. Um, I think he's mechanically the the crispest. It's very consistent. Um, and I think that he's – now, again, the ceiling is capped. You saw against Clemson. The, there was one – I think it was like a 31-yard punt. <laughs> and it, it just – like, th- that happened – and again, I've seen a lot of Ohio state games, yeah. uh, that, that happened more than you'd like. Uh, and again, I don't have a draftable on him, but his, his operations really clean. It's quick. Um, he's fairly accurate, solid hang time. I just think he's a safe bet. again, as an undrafted player, um, to be competing uh, for a punting job.
1: Yeah, Fair enough. Like, I, I think he's like, if he gets drafted, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, he also got a good good tendency of just his punts not getting returned which even yeah. though like I don't think his hang time is good I think it's okay but I, I don't know something something to it just not getting a lot of return and then you throw that in like his average is 45 which is plenty good the net's 40 flat the last two years pretty much exactly um but yeah I, I, mean, I, I think smooth operator but maybe a, a little deliberate not maybe not the quickest not 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 I'm worrying about it though um, and hey, he made some
0: nice throws for Hoste too. So, <laughs> uh, number one, I I had Harvin. You have him three. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a boom stick. Uh, it, he's mechanically not the crispest. Um, and I, I think you'll you'll see him shank a couple, but it's made up for by the power behind his leg. Um, he's also built like a fullback. <laughs> a big uh, fullback. Yeah. Like he is the only punter I would consider drafting. I uh, I don't have a draftable, but he is in my top two sixty um, as of now. So I I don't know. I, I I'm gonna bet on the boomstick legs over. Well,
1: plus he's the most fun. But
0: but yeah, yeah. you know plus what I like a touchdown.
1: You know what I like though. He's got good hands. Like he, there's a lot of bad snaps on that Georgia Tech tape, and he's he's kind of just naturally snagging them low away, no problem. Um, had that sweet 40-yard touchdown pass <laughs> against Miami. Uh, but I think, like, yeah, maybe maybe mechanically not perfect, but he, he gets the ball out very quick. think like he's yeah. kind of smooth and calm. Uh, you see some nice directional ability. Like you said, the leg is very good. Um, sometimes his hang time's a little hit or miss, though, which is kind of funky. Um, but, yeah, I think he's good. I Like, I think he gets drafted or he's got a good chance to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like Presley He's the most fun at 5'11", 263 or whatever he is. Um, can I say one more name that I kind of liked? Yeah, yeah. Oscar Oscar Bradburn, the Va the Tech punter, who um, kind of another lefty, by the way, which kind of interests me. Um, nice hang time, uh, kind of some nice touch. You see a lot of uh, kicks landing inside the 10. And, and return men just kind of seem like they're struggling to catch his football, which always kind of interests me. Um, so like another guy maybe coming to camp get a chance. I-, I think he's got a he's got a little something there. It's all it's all like um, I think there, I think there's something to Oscar Bradburn. Yeah, th- is that your official sleeper punter? That's my official sleeper punter this year. Absolutely. So you got so
0: him and Kessman's your your super. Those, sleeper those kicker, are my I sleepers.
1: Guess. Yeah, exactly. That's-
0: do you uh, do you, do you see maybe Kessman having to start up in Canada before uh, making the league? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I don't know if can he punt at all. Ooh, that's a really good question. People I think, forget the Canadian game's just harder because your kicker has to both kick and punt. I
1: I think Bradburn has I don't think in college, but I think he's got some history of, of of kicking too. I mean, most of these guys kicked in high school, but you know what I mean. I think he's got he's yeah. got some decent kicking ability. So that that maybe maybe he comes up to Canada.
0: Ooh, but one, exactly
1: these guys come up to Canada thinking, you know, it's it's Canadian football. It's not. It's so easy. But one, you're handling the punting and kicking duties, and two, when those cold winds blow off uh, Lake Ontario or or the St. Lawrence or just the the Prairie winds, it's it's a different beast up here.
0: And uh, I have to add, there's no fair catching. And there's no, there's no fair catching exactly. But and they get, also the fields, the fields bigger. And the field's bigger,
1: but the but the uprights are closer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> good point, good point. Um, okay, you want to rip through our top five return specialists uh, and then we'll jump to the AFC, NFC West?
1: Yeah, uh, this is an interesting group of return guys. Um, five to one or one to five? Uh, give me your five to one. Okay, five for me. Uh, pretty much, like, we've talked about all these guys except for one. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge, Western Michigan. uh I don't know. Should, do I want to get into this now, or are we just going to talk about the match side? Or do I do my list? No, no, no.
0: Just, go, just cycle through, and then we'll talk. Okay.
1: Four for me. Uh, I don't want to say his name. Kenny Inwagwu from yeah. Iowa State. Uh, three for me, sticking in state. Amir smith sets Iowa. Uh, two for me, I put the big dog here, Jalen Waddle. And number one for me is Avery Williams from Boise State, who we talked about uh, two episodes ago. Um,
0: Okay, my, my question with Waddle... Yeah. Is, do you think like because I'm totally like I'm totally with you in terms of he's one of the best in the class he's he's top two he's either one or two um, do you th- what are the odds you see him actually getting to do it?
1: So I, I think that's a big question when you're looking at a lot of these guys, um, and I try to shy away from like like you know like like Devonte Smith could could return punts pretty well, but he'll never do it in the NFL. Um, Jalen Waddle's just so good that I think he gets a
0: chance. Like, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, like the, I think the problem is like especially when you think of it, the the Tyreek Hill career arc, who's generally been used as the the comparison for him, um, or even Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. It's these guys weren't top 15 picks, and Waddle's gonna be. Yeah. So I feel like that that takes away the chances, but also. He's like he has a chance to be the best return man in the NFL. Yeah, no, exactly. He, like, he
1: averaged what, like eighteen point seven upon returns, it's a couple touchdowns. Like that's 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 nasty. Um Yeah, like I definitely yeah. like honestly that that's almost what held me back from putting him number one is that I'm not completely sure he's gonna be doing it.
0: Yeah. No, that's fair. Um okay. Do you want mine? Please. Okay. Uh okay, five. Amir Smith marset of Iowa. Uh, four, Marquez Stevenson of Houston. Three, Kene Nwangwu from Iowa State. Two, Avery Williams, Boise State. One, Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Uh, a couple honorable mentions. Uh, and again, it comes back to do I think Kadarius Tony's going to get the chance to return Cakes and Ponds? Devontae I almost think Smith
1: he will is, with Tony. I don't know. I
0: think to- Tony has a better chance. Yeah, the, like I don't think, that, like you said, there's no way Devonta, like Devonta Smith, could be a really good punt returner. But realistically, there's no way he will be. Do you think Rondell Moore is going to get a chance? I feel like it. That really comes down to where he lands, right? Yeah. That 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 that's. I think that's part of the issue with again doing this is like there's been some really good return men in, in college football. Uh, who just happen to also be really good players. Yeah. So they don't get to do it, and it makes sense that they wouldn't. Um, I think, like Avery Williams is, is perfect because, I mean, his collegiate career, nine return touchdowns, dominant punt and kick returner. Um, and his way to make the NFL special teams both in covering and returning. Like yeah. he's a, That's why he makes sense to have you as your number one. Uh, Jalen Waddle also makes sense because again he has a chance to be one of the best in, in, in the NFL if given that opportunity. In Wu is another really good example because he is a freaky athlete mm-hmm. who's a really good kick returner and that's how he's going to make the NFL. But then yeah, you get you get like like Rondell Moore, Kadarius Tony, uh, even Amir Smith Marset. Depending on where he's drafted, is he going to get that opportunity to return kicks? You don't really know, right? I, I think uh, Marcus Stevenson too. I think Amir Smith-Marset and Marcus Stevenson will both have a shot. Um, Stevenson, like, that might be where he's trying to make an impact early in his career, more specifically. Um, And then, like, Daz Newsom's a really good punt returner. Dwayne Eskridge, you have him in your top five. Is he going to get the opportunity opportunity to be a kick returner? Like, there's a lot of these guys where it's kind of up in the air. I also want to throw out two sleepers. Um... Wesley Kennedy of Georgia Southern, though I'm not sure what's up with him, because uh, I know he did get arrested in December. But he was a really good return man for Southern and an interesting scat-back option. Um, and then Jeremiah Heidel from Texas State, who was incredible numbers, but he ran like a four eight three, <laughs> like I, I, I like he six foot one seventy slot receiver. Solid production as a as the Bobcats slot, uh, Average twenty two a kick, thirteen a punt, a, a scored each. But again, you see that four eight three, and he did it at the Houston Pro Day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he did the three cone, which is apparently the secret to testing well at Houston, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is. Can, like okay, let me let me throw out some other names. Like okay, Amari Rogers returned a lot of punts at Clemson. He he wasn't extremely good but like consistent and kind of like just just a guy and like that do you think he's gonna be returning punts in the, the nfl
0: like it's almost like with a guy like that who who's a safe a for punt returner yeah you know what i mean yeah and with who's probably gonna be a third round guy um i feel like he's got a better chance to actually do it than a guy like um like Darius Tony, even right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Even though I think Tony's better, but yeah, just kind of a safe dude. And and like obviously, Mario Rogers is a really good athlete and awesome with the ball in his hands. So I think he's going to be solid. Um, yeah. Uh, who else? You know who's underrated as a kick return guy is Khalil Herbert, who because he only did it at Vought Tech. but uh, yeah, was, was pretty good. I think like I think he should well, be able to get a chance right away. Uh, looking at, look at yeah. kick returns.
0: And also like it, it it comes down with this so much to whether the team's got an okay kick return yes. or return man in general and, and like because we've seen good return like good again good collegiate return men who end up going to a team that's already got like an entrenched guy so obviously they're not gonna like Dante Pettis was one of the greatest pe- like punt returners in college football history and like didn't return punts in the NFL and obviously that his NFL career hasn't worked out either but like, yeah, th- that, like, when you think about it in terms of that, like, just because you have collegiate production, it doesn't mean anything.
1: It's, yeah, no, no, for sure. It's, it, it the, the Return Man game has changed a lot in the last ten years. Like, you don't even see. Remember, remember, like, even five years ago, you'd see like in the in the big situations, your big wide receiver or whatever would get well, a chance, and you don't
0: even see that as much gonna- anymore either. Remember, like, Baltimore used to throw Ed Reed back there. Philly yeah. used to throw Brian Westbrook back there when they needed a big spark. They would yep. let those guys return punts. Um, and yeah, and you don't really see that anymore. And a part of the kick return thing is, one, you know, it's one
1: of the more dangerous plays. Um, and, two, there just isn't that many kick return opportunities. So that, that position kind of just
0: – Yeah. I love it, well, though. I- another Devin Hester, even though we have Cordarrelle Patterson right now, who's arguably – I mean – who are the best return men in NFL history? Brian Mitchell, Devin Hester, like Cordarrelle Patterson's right in there.
1: Yes, he is, yes, he is, but I don't know. Like it, Josh Krebs, uh, Krebs, yeah, I think Krebs is better than Patterson, but I don't know. It's just I, Patterson never felt like he's had the same effect
0: on the game as a lot of those guys. I'm not, uh, not trying to... I really, really, really. Disagree. I think Corderell Patterson. I would probably put him second best return men in NFL history.
1: I wouldn't behind put him second only best behind
0: Devin Hester.
1: But I'm gonna say like if anyone again, this is never gonna be a thing. But I've seen like a couple tweets, like trying to not 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 full heartedly make a Hall of Fame case for for Darryl Patterson. But like you know, kind of just pointing like the numbers are that kind of way. I I, I don't think that's reasonable. I think Devin Hester well, should be in the Hall of Fame though.
0: D- d- yeah, I was I was just gonna confirm with you. Yeah. I mean, I I'm if if we're putting specialists in, put Matthew Slater in then cowards. Uh, no, I hate the Patriots.
1: <laughs> but no, that's what I mean. Like he like Patterson never felt like. Like, he's very,
0: very, very good. I'm well, not
1: diminishing, but he, par- par- part- he never part felt like Devin Hester. Hester, yeah.
0: Hester dominated both kick and punt return, right? Like, Cordell Patterson just kick return. Like, yeah. we don't... It, it felt like back in the day, it was more frequent when you, you have one return man doing both. Yeah. But now, it's a feels like it's never really that. There's I'll, not a lot of guys. Like, Andre Roberts might be the only... Or Dwayne Harris and Andre Roberts, in recent history, are the only two guys who both at a high level that can come to my mind right now
1: you also see teams kind of rotate
0: through guys way more than they ever used to too yeah no that's true a lot of teams will have like this sure-handed punt returner and then the spark punt returner type player yeah no
1: but yeah going back to this class i think waddle could be absolutely special I think Avery Williams. If you draft him, uh, I think he's returning for you like day one, and he can do both, which is
0: added value. And 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 he's a dominant cover player too, which is awesome. Yeah. that's why he's good. He's he's. I think he's got to be. He's going to be on an NFL roster. Oh yeah, I think so
1: too. And I think he's going to be your returning guy day one. It depends on the landing spot, but if you're drafting him, I think you
0: you're a team in, in need for a return man. I think the best bets to be let's say, return men in the rookie season, are. Uh, a consistent return in the rookie season or Avery williams in Wang Wu? i totally agree i totally agree because you're drafting them for that role exactly uh, the, uh yeah and then the other guys it's all it's a lot more dependent on where they go and yeah how, how the team views them as an actual full-time player would you let waddle return? especially when in the back of your mind, you're thinking about how he broke his ankle against Tennessee on a kick return. Yeah. I'm going to say only in unique situations. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And more likely not kicks, just
1: punts. Just punts. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't probably never, ever have him as a kick returner. It's just not worth it. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. I think like kick return guys are kind of just, that's
0: what they do. (laughs) Yeah and that's why again Avery Williams and Wang Wu uh that that that's going to be how they kind of make their names early I would think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and just to be clear, and Wangu only return kicks too.
0: Williams yeah, did both. Yeah. Um that's why Williams is so interesting. Like did both at an extremely high level. Six punt return touchdowns, three kick return touchdowns. Yeah, he's yeah, it's ridiculous. And
1: three more touchdowns on special teams not as a return guy. Like that's 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 ridiculous. He's he's clearly the best special teams pure special teams player in the
0: in the class. Yeah, no. He uh the Cordarelle Patterson of this class. <laughs> uh the Jamal Agnew comp feels pretty good for him. Yeah, no, I loved that one. I thought that was spot on when you when you gave us that one. Um I I would like to add Nwangwu, David Wilson pro comp. <laughs> nice. I mean do you have a draftable on him? Yeah, late. Okay, or I mean I, no I like, I think, like, I would take him in the seventh round all day. Yeah. The, the, the athleticism alone, then the, being able to be a good kick returner is just a bonus.
1: Exactly. Like, he's interesting as a pure running back because you see the big time burst. He just zero vision and patience. But then you you know he's a really, really good kick return guy. So, yeah, I, th- I, got, I think I got like a late six. And it kind of, you know, he kind of gets a bump because yeah. of the athleticism.
0: But, yeah, I'm very mm-hmm. comfortable taking him in the seventh round. Uh, all right. Anything else to add on the return specialists, or uh... I don't think so.
1: Fun, fun group, and a lot of a lot of guys are going to go top 100 that that did it. Like you know, what's pro- like probably your average fan thinks Travis Etienne is going to come in and be your <laughs> your kick return guy. You know what I mean? But like, he's never going to be returning kicks in the NFL. But yeah,
0: yeah. Well, not until you're the head coach.
1: Not until I'm the head. like <laughs>
0: more you can do our the our best players play special teams. <laughs> They should man uh speaking of special teams have you ever wanted to bet on a sporting event aj all the time constantly would you say <laughs> every time i see a sporting event
1: on i'm like how can i get in on this action
0: what about what about if maybe the oscars even
1: uh years past yeah but this year it's, it's wild card year. would you bet on the nfl draft Oh, absolutely. I feel like I got the inside edge there. Almost almost like inside training. I don't know if I'm allowed to do it.
0: Well, I've got the website for you, betonline.ag. What? They have all the betting action, every sport, every game, every matchup. They have you covered for all the odds and real-time updates. And it's the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website... Or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And another way to bring home the game is by attending a game when COVID's over. And you know what you need to see the game when you're at the game? Sunglasses. And there's no better sunglasses than k Your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. And k sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's kaenoncast C A S T 1 5. Canon, clearly better. Okay finally our final division mock drafts with the afc and nfc west we'll start in the afc and we'll start with the denver broncos you're up aj
1: yeah uh denver is picking ninth uh i hinted that i don't think this is gonna be a quarterback at nine even though i think mac jones is gonna be there hint for later um i also said i think a defensive guy is gonna go i'm taking michael parsons for the Denver Broncos. I think this is a tricky pick. I don't know where the Denver Broncos are going to go, but I think you get Vic Fangio looking at Micah Parsons, and he's going to be salivating because he thinks he's going to can bring him in and turn him into a, one of the best linebackers in the NFL with all that potential talent there. Uh, we come back. I, honestly, I, I the Broncos are kind of tricky to, to draft for. They're like not a good team, but like like the holes aren't super glaring. So at forty, yeah, no. I, yeah they're weird. At, at forty, uh, I, I'm I'm getting a corner. Um, they brought in a couple of guys, but I think they still need help there. Uh, I'm getting Eric Stokes from Georgia, who I think should win a starting job as a rookie. And, then again, we're, we're both big fans of Stokes. Uh, 71, uh, tackle maybe not like – like, they need tackle, but it's not like this guy's going to come in and have to win the job immediately. That's why I'm giving them Walker Little, who uh, has big-time potential. They seem like the team that can bet on that type of potential. Um, and even if it doesn't work out, they're 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 not desperate for it. But maybe maybe a good partnership there for for all accounts.
0: They've got the offensive line coach uh, to to try and make him work. So yeah, exactly. Mike Munchak, folks. Uh, okay, on to the LA Chargers, who also need offensive line help. On thirteenth, we've been we've been talking to Elijah Bear Tucker to them for a while. Keep the man on the West Coast. Um, ideally, playing guard. But has the ability to play tackle. Obviously, played left tackle at USC this past season. You have to protect Justin Herbert. Plug and play guard. You cut Trey Turner for some reason. So there you go. <laughs> uh, second round, forty seventh. It kind of they're they're a bit interesting because every time, every year, you look at the Chargers roster, and you're like, this is like, is this a playoff roster? And then it never is. Yeah. Um, Melvin Ingram was obviously very banged up the last uh, the last year. They do have and Nwosu, but he's more of a rotational player. I think getting a, a, a high upside guy who AJ's a huge fan of opposite Joey Bosa uh, would be a smart move. So Houston's Peyton Turner. I think it feels more likely each week that he's going to end up going in the second round. Uh, and I think this would be a really fun spot for him to land. Um, and, and again, like he, freak athlete, can mm-hmm. play inside. Uh, get Brandon Staley a, just another horse for his new uh, his new defense. Like uh, third round. Thank you. Third round. I kind of put off taking a corner at 47 because I didn't love any of the fits, but 77 and Tyson Campbell's still on the board. Uh, big, height, mm-hmm. weight, press man corner. I think you bring him in and he could compete for a starting job as a rookie. Uh, and then 97th. Again, go back to the offensive line. Let's bet on Deontay Smith here. Uh wouldn't necessarily have to play right away. Could sit behind Brian Bulaga if you see him as your future right tackle. Uh I'd take him over Trey Pipkins as my left tackle. So I think uh you, you bet on that athleticism and that, that natural pass protection ability. Moving uh, to Can I yes. can I just say
1: I would be so happy if the Chargers end up trading up for Sewell.
0: That no, that would be really cool. Good draft though. Um, okay. Las Vegas. We have no idea what's going on. They're <laughs> cutting good players left and right. They're drafting guys. They shouldn't anything could happen. So, and, and we know they have a, they have a passion for drafting big school guys. They need help on defense. That's for sure. Get Jeremiah, Jeremiah Uso at 17 from Notre Dame. He could play, uh, he can play linebacker, which is a need. He can play out as a big overhang nickel, uh, some safety. You can do it all. He's kind of the ideal player for this defense to hopefully step, take a step forward. Uh, 48th in the second round. They cut Mo Hurst for who knows why. <laughs> I don't think Levi and Muzariki is w- worth some of the talk. 48th, I think, is a good spot for him. Uh, Washington might not be a big enough school for them to draft a guy out of, but they <laughs> desperately need an IDL. Uh, and, and I don't th- I don't think Barmore is falling this, this far. So go get him. Get you a kind of what Mohurst was. A, th- a, a penetrating three-tech. Uh, and then third round. They really reshaped the offensive line. It's not going to look the same. 79th. Get the... Again, not a big school guy though. Cincinnati. James Hudson. But I think that, that could be your future at right tackle. You love that. This is a, uh, Colton Miller showing at left tackle. You can draft James Hudson, and I don't think Brandon Parker is an ideal fit as a starting right tackle. I think he'd be he'd be better off playing guard, even though he's six eight. Um, but Hudson would be a good good uh, developmental starter at right tackle. Uh, and then you come back right at 80, and, and go IDL again. Ohio State's T- Tommy Togiai and get your, yourself a more of a classic one tech to, to pair with Levi Mazuriki and uh, potentially replace Jonathan Hankins in, in due time.
1: I, I love that Hudson fit for the Raiders. He seems very Raiders. It's just, I don't know. Maybe maybe if they won the bowl game, they would have drafted him and beat Georgia. But the the play, he does fit them a, a lot. Um, speaking of uh, reassembling or deassembling an offensive line, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they did that crazy. Obviously, they just got Orlando Brown. So not getting a first-round pick anymore. But they got the Ravens' second-round pick. So I, I'm, I'm not taking... Uh, offensive line with with either of these second-round picks. Um, but I, I like I think they should be taking on, on day three. Maybe one or two, to be honest. Um, this 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 grouping of two guys, obviously, uh, at 58 and 63, I'm just taking shots on potential guys. Uh, at 58, you can never have enough pass rush. They saw Patrick Williams have to run all around, and they obviously fixed that part, hopefully, of the offensive line. But hey, uh, you feel like you can get after the quarterback better. I'm taking Gregory Rousseau, who I have no idea where he's going to go. But and for us, this is probably a realistic place at 58. Uh, get him in. You don't have to use him too much. Let him develop and just see what he can do. Bet on that upside. Uh, 63, similar idea. Um, more Vanid at corner. Uh, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky, who also kind of just, you see the, the really high flashes, see some really bad plays. Uh so, like, I think you just bring in two guys. You already know you have a Super Bowl roster. You expect to be back in the Super Bowl next year. Uh, bring two guys in that kind of can help you down the line and kind of just potentially be really, really, really good football players uh, rather than kind of trying to fill holes. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm i with you. Uh, when you're, when your team is loaded as the Chiefs are, in theory, you go BPA.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and be more willing to uh kinda take swings on, on these huge upside guys.
0: Uh okay, well that's AFC West, so let's jump to the NFC West where you're on the clock with the forty ers at three.
1: Yeah. Uh I, I think it's Justin Fields. I, I'm I don't think it's Mac Jones. I do think it's Justin Fields and I would take uh I mean actually I would take Trey Lance, but I think Justin Fields makes all the sense here for the San Francisco Forty ers I think I think the Jones thing has kind of been I don't. I don't know what to make it. Maybe. Maybe just to see where the leaks are in the ship. I don't know. But I, I think. I think the pick is Justin Fields, and I think it's it's Ben since the start. But it's kind of fun now. It kind of seems like it could be Fields. It could be Lance. It could be Jones. So that that's going to be interesting as hell. Um, come back to the second round. Uh, their last pick in the top one hundred at forty three. Uh, I. I didn't. I wanted to address the secondary. I didn't see a fit. I loved at corner or in the value. So. Um, I'm going to get them Javon Holland um, and just kind of get them another chess piece in the backfield in the in the secondary, and he can kind of just go in and kind of fill a hole wherever they need him. And that secondary obviously needs help, um, maybe more at corner. Like it's it's not a terrible group; it's got a lot of people. Uh, so you're going to find a starting group out of somewhere. But I think you, you draft Holland and he's going to be starting
0: in the back end somewhere for you. Yeah, I like that fit a lot. Uh, okay, I'm on the clock. 49ers don't have a third-round pick. I'm on the clock yeah, with the Arizona Cardinals, who are, I think, very interesting at 16. I think yeah. if one of the top offensive linemen falls to them, you, you pull the trigger there, but I don't know that one will be there. Um, that makes me think, take the best player available at the most premier position. Aziz Ojolari at 16. Uh, Georgia edge rusher, obviously. Um It's not the most pressing need, uh, but Chandler Jones is coming off an injury. Marcus Golden's more of a a replacement-level player. I know you've got some depth with guys like the Dennis Gardeck, but Aziz Ojalari, if he reaches his potential, and and getting to bring that type of guy in to be more of a situational situational passer early in his career... And just to keep Chandler Jones and, and uh, Marcus Golden fresh, I think would be probably ideal. The defense could uh, use just another consistent killer pass rusher. Uh, and then second round 49th, you can address offensive line here. I think Wyatt Davis should still be available. Yeah. Uh, in in a, a plug and play guard, they need guards pretty badly. Um, I think he's a, he's a one of the safer, not not super high ceiling, but a safe just trustworthy starter pretty instantly in his career Uh, and they don't have a third round pick but yeah i think i think the best way for them is to to sure up with the first two picks spend them on front seven and offensive line
1: i i fully agree with you um what do you make of the the, a lot of mock drafts kind of having the Cardinals trading up for a receiver or or one of them falling and them sticking there and and taking i i i don't like i don't i don't get it too much to be honest
0: I mean, if like Jalen Waddle fell to them, sure, yeah, sure. Right in that scenario, but moving up for one seems—I see it a lot now too. Not, not like the smart. Like obviously, DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in football. We're both fans of Christian Kirk. Yeah, they. they, I know after that, it's a little. uh, Um, but again, like I don't know if 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 you want to add another pass catcher. Fourth round, like there's gonna be slot receivers available. Exactly, it's a loaded slot draft, right? Like, I don't know. There's just to me, there's more glaring needs, and just adding another pass or pass catcher and having Kyler Murray play behind a stitched together offensive line just seems silly. Yeah, no, no, I
1: totally agree. I mean, they brought in AJ Green, so like uh, again, how much has he got left in the tank? I don't know, but you feel like he's gonna be a little more revamped than. He just seemed like he didn't want to be in Cincinnati last year, and then the and,
0: and, and obviously with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins getting most of the attention, like it's gonna yeah. open things up a little more for AJ Green, yeah, and especially I, the trade up piece of it, where you're giving up more capital to go get another pass pass catcher when you have these needs in in both the trenches, like it just seems yeah not smart.
1: I I totally agree, and it it almost just seems like it's um. It's just uh, like it just maybe people don't know where to where to get these receivers landing or just trying to yeah. shake things up and mock or not sure where they should go at sixteen. But yeah, if if Waddle falls, pull the trigger. It, it, even if Devontae Smith yeah. falls, pull the trigger. Uh, but trading up seems really uh, silly to me. I, I like your approach of Ojulari spe- specifically, even and just adding to the front seven and adding to the offensive line. I think that makes the most sense because when you watch that team last year,
0: those that seemed like where they struggled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seattle Seahawks AJ just one pick in in the first three rounds fifty six overall. What do you okay. hope they do here? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm again. I have no fucking idea. Uh, projecting who the Seahawks are going to
1: take is is nearly impossible. Um, so I'm just going to take my best swing. I, I already had him going, but I don't care. Whatever. No one. No one knows that. If I didn't say that, I'm going to edit this part out. Um, <laughs> I, they didn't get Obi, so they're getting <laughs> Ifiatu I I think corners their most glaring need right now. Um, I mean, they're 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 signing Pierre Desir and Akella Witherspoon, so I think I think they know corners their most pressing need now. Obviously, uh, they 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 got better on the offensive line. Posick is back. They brought in uh, Ronnie Hudson. Um, So or sorry, Gabe Jackson. Um, So I think I think corners the need. I think realistically, they're going to be looking to trade back because they need more picks. They only have three, but if they're sticking and picking, I think Melifano is the pick.
0: All right, on to the Rams where we don't have a first round pick, but we pick right after Seattle in the second round, 57th overall. Another team will now that they brought in Matthew Stafford, um not a ton of glaring needs. The offensive line obviously needs work, but at 57, I, I had a hard time finding somebody worth the pick. Uh inside linebacker to me is still a, a place where you're not fully comfortable. Mm-hmm. They did a good job hiding some of the issues there last season. 57th, Chas Surratt from North Carolina. I think he would earn a starting job pretty quickly. Adds some athleticism and versatility that their inside linebackers currently lack. Uh, I, I like that fit. Um, third round. This is where you can attack the offensive line. 88th and 103rd. Let's 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 go get a, a center and a guard. Starting with Drew Dalman of Stanford at 88. One of the best zone-blocking centers in the draft. Uh, they need a starting center pretty badly. Mm-hmm. I think he he would quickly become their starter. And 103, Ben Cleveland uh, gives you insurance with Austin Corbett and, um, and and Joseph Nooboom being free agents after the season and neither being a, a surefire thing. We love Ben Cleveland. He's massive. He's athletic. He he's scheme versatile. I think he'd be a really good fit there.
1: I uh, I hate the pick because I don't want to see Ben Cleveland somewhere. Uh, I I have to cheer against him.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Well, we did it. We got through all the positions. We got through all the the three round mocks for each uh, NFL team. Our next podcast will be our final first round pod mock uh, before the draft, and uh, from there we'll uh, we'll probably uh, probably hate ourselves. But hey, that's uh, that's the business we're in.